Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now, let the show begin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today, we're welcoming your program author, Stacy Dighton, and he is the author of The Hawk and the Raven. Before I bring in today's guest, a quick reminder that selected interviews are available on our iPhone app, which can be downloaded in the App Store, as well as on TV on the Roku channel and Amazon Fire TV. Our app name on all platforms is simply The Author Show. Stacy, how are you? Hi, Don. Yeah, good. Thanks. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, my name is Stacey Dyer, and I'm an author of speculative fiction from the UK, and I live in a small town located somewhere between the cities of London and Canterbury, and I have a beautiful wife, Joe, and two wonderful adult children, Jaden and Harley. So tell us about your book. Yeah, great. So The Hawk and the Raven is a horror crime thriller, which features a character called Luke Raven, an ex-detective inspector, now private investigator, who has clairvoyant abilities. That is to say, he's able to see details of impending kind of gruesome murders before they actually occur. And in this particular book, Luke Raven goes head to head with a cannibalistic serial killer known as the Hawk, who has an obsession with Sawney Bean, who was a real life 16th century cannibal from Scotland. Uh, and we also meet Molly Staker, the pretty disturbed morally confused daughter of the head of a nasty kind of underground organization known as the Legion. Now, who did you write your book for specifically? Who's your target audience? Well, it's a book with adult themes, you know, murder, revenge, cannibalism, there's some sadomasochism in there. So this is certainly not for kids. Um, I would say the book is for fans of horror, crime and supernatural thrillers and people who like kind of dark, subversive plots with some black humor. And additionally, this is the second book that I've written. So anyone that kind of checked out the prequel would also love this book, I think. And actually, I had a lot of requests for a sequel. Um, people wanted to know what happened next to Raven and some of the other characters. So, so kind of here it is. So could you say there's any type of central message or perhaps underlying theme that you would say runs throughout your book? Well, I guess the book is very much about family and the influence, good or bad, the family environment can have on how someone might ultimately behave or feel. So whether that's the dark influence of Molly Staker's overpowering father, Bernie, particularly during her formative years, or the sudden disappearance of Molly's mother and the abandonment issues that maybe that causes her to deal with, or even the fractious relationship between Raven and his kind of ex-partner, Lisa, and how they deal with protecting their young son from the clutches of the Legion. So throughout, family is a really strong theme or, or thread that permeates the plot. So if you had to choose, what would you say is the single most important idea you're sharing in your book that's really going to add value to the reader's life? That's a tough one. I've already mentioned the influence of family, but perhaps the key idea or message is that there's usually some element of good in everyone, no matter how kind of evil or downright cruel they may appear. And don't get me wrong, Molly does some pretty bad nasty horrible things throughout the course of the book but that aside there's good in her too and all the way through her journey i've tried to show the conflict there you know the love she has for her nanny and her two dogs the memory she has of her mother the adoration of her first love who she meets at boarding school perhaps that's it look for the good or at least the hope you know the hope for good in everybody so if you could compare your book with any book out there we might already be familiar with which book would it be and why well, like many speculative fiction authors, I've read an awful lot of Stephen King and Dean Koontz. So, yeah, almost anything by those two guys. But in terms of direct similarities, I would say probably The Shining Girls by Lauren Bukes, 
or even another of her novels, Broken Monsters. I mean, Lauren's a really talented and inventive author who writes kind of murder horrors with a big chunk of the supernatural, you know, punchy dialogue, sharp original prose. And her books are more than just standard crime fiction fare. They're sort of horror fantasy crime, but with kind of real world messages and real darkness and humanity in the characters, but with a sense of dark humor too. So thematically, I would say my book is quite similar to, to the writing of Lauren. And of course, The Shining Girls is a new series on Apple TV, which I'll definitely be checking out once I've finished the novel. So yeah, if you like Lauren, I hope you'll like this book too. So this is a sequel to a book you published in 2019, Pale Face and the Raven. Tell us about that prequel and how this book is linked to that initial story. Yeah, well, Pale Face was my first novel, as you say, which I self-published in 2019. And that book introduced Luke Raven to my audience, as well as a few of the other characters. And ended with the hint or the promise of a sequel. The Hawk and the Raven is the next book, but really is a standalone story that continues the character journey of Luke and some of the other characters. So yeah, it can be read as a pair or on its own, but it does answer some of the questions left sort of hanging in that first book. And as I said, quite a few people asked for it. So here it is. Uh, And this second book, of course, was actually published by Cranthorpe Milner. So it's far more polished than that kind of first uh, raw prequel. So it's a great storyline. Where did you come up with the idea to write about a detective with clairvoyant abilities? Yeah, well, as I said, I I like speculative fiction. So the clairvoyance is really the speculative element of this character. But I also wanted something to complement the sort of supernatural element of the villain. You know, in both books, the baddie is more than just a bad person. They're influenced by things they either perceive to be otherworldly or actually are otherworldly. So I felt that Raven needed something like that in his armory. And clairvoyance seemed to fit really well with the book's other themes. And he's also really reluctant to accept his abilities. So that kind of adds another element of conflict to his personality. Tell us about Molly Staker. I really love writing about Molly and feedback from my readers suggests that they love reading about her too. She's really sort of a kind of twisted, cruel, manipulative, but very intelligent young woman. And the book describes her whole life story and provides insights into why she might have turned out the way she has. You know, in essence, she was born into a wealthy but fractious family. You know, her kind of mother disappeared when she was very young. She was left to be raised by her nanny and her quite nasty father. And it's kind of the influence of her father and then things that happen to her at boarding school that kind of shape the way she behaves and what she gets up to. But I wanted a really strong, kind of determined, smart female character who's kind of really complex and sort of torn between the rights and wrongs of her actions. And I hope that when people read about her, that's exactly what they get. Now, The Hawk and the Raven is set on the south coast of England in the fictional town of West Hampton. Why did you choose that location in particular? Yeah, my wife, um, my children, I've always loved holidaying in the New Forest, which is a large area of natural woodland in the, on the south coast of England with wild horses, you know, beautiful countryside, great areas to go camping and hiking, etc. And the forest borders the Solent, which is a slip of water between the mainland and an island called the Isle of Wight, which you may have heard of. And again, it's got a really beautiful coastline. So by sitting West Hampton there, I was really able to use the forest, you know, the beach and the water as different settings for different parts of the book, which I think really added some colour to the way the story played out. You know, and the area also has a really interesting history, so I used elements of that in the plot. So what authors have inspired you to write? Well, first of all, all through my teenage years, yeah, all I really read was Stephen King, Dean Koontz, and James Herbert. So, yeah, particularly Stephen King, yeah, and It in particular is my all-time favourite novel, which I read over and over again when it was first released. But more recently, I've been reading Lauren Bukes, as I said, and Catriona Ward, who wrote The Last House on Needless Street, Raw Blood, 
and more recently Sundial, which are all fantastic horror psychological thrillers. So I really recommend those books. But I'm just finishing up on The Shining Girls, as I said, and then I plan to read Behind Her Eyes by Sarah Pimbra. Yeah, principally because I love the show and I've never read any of her work. So I'm planning to get stuck into that. And I'm also always keeping an eye out for new speculative fiction authors, you know, and works that kind of just kind of tick my reading preferences. So did your environment or upbringing perhaps play any major role in your writing? Well, I had a fantastic upbringing in the southeast of England in a small town where I still live. And, you know, we still live close to my parents and siblings. My dad loves reading, mainly fantasy. So I probably got the reading bug from him. And my mum worked really hard with me on my education. You know, at primary school, I won awards for writing school plays and short fiction, which kind of got me into the writing bug. And then I then went on to study English literature at grammar school. And my parents are also big music lovers, you know, Elvis, The Beatles, Springsteen, Queen. And that rubbed off on me so much so that I now sing and play guitar in a band and my son actually is a really talented drummer so you'll always see music references in my works so what can you tell us about this genre and why you decided to write in this genre yeah as i said my genre is speculative fiction you know whether that's fantasy science fiction or horror um really influenced by the kind of books i read but also the kind of shows my wife and i watch on tv i've always been interested in subjects that are not quite the norm and kind of that's carried with me since a young age I suppose I'm still a big you know, kid at heart. And I think people are still genuinely interested in the unusual or the unexplained. And whether that's the existence of alien life forms or ghosts or even just the boogeyman, you know, which is why these types of genres, you know, I think either in literature or film have survived the passage of time. I certainly find them interesting. And like most authors, I write about what interests and excites me. And I think if you don't do that, the reader will know that you're faking it. So, so what's been your most rewarding experience since publishing your book? Well, obviously, aside from people buying it and commenting on it, which is always fantastic, there have been two things, really. The first was my book launch, which my publisher supported and which we held in an independent bookstore in Faversham called Tales on Market Street back in October. So thanks to Rachel, the store owner, for that. And it was a sold-out venue, and it was just a really enjoyable experience. And then secondly, we did a bookstagram tour with a lot of great bookstagrammers who gave my book their full support and reviews and comments and some really good photos. And yeah, if you follow my Instagram, at Stacey Dighton Author, you can see some of that stuff on there. So yeah, learning about that social media audience and experience was really just a big eye-opener for me. So how would you describe your writing style? Well, firstly, I'd say it's evolving because I'm always learning. So I think that's a good thing. And of course, the best way to learn how to write better is to read. And I'm always reading. But I think I also have quite a punchy writing style. I like short-ish sentences, lots of dialogue. And I also like chapters to end with a promise of something kind of even more exciting when the story comes back to that particular character. I love a twist or a sidestep, but not overused. And also the use of emotion where appropriate. So, you know, get the reader emotionally invested in where the story is headed. But as I said, I'm always learning, always self-critiquing and trying to do better next time. Now, are your characters pure fiction or do you draw from people you know in real life? I got a great coffee mug, which my daughter Jaden bought for me, which carries the inscription, I'm a writer, anything you say or do may be used in a story. So I kind of feel like I've given my friends and family fair warning, but mainly my characters are fiction, inspired by the world around me and details maybe that I carry in my subconscious through events that either have happened to me or that others tell me about. But, you know, for legal purposes, I'm going to say that, you know, everything is pure fiction. So if you had to choose, would you say you're more of a character artist or more a plot-driven writer? 
Yeah, I mean, I would suspect most authors are a bit of both, and I'd like to think the same is true of me. But honestly, I think the plot is the essential primary element of any work of fiction. And then the characters are all the different flavors and textures, you know, that are added to really kind of bring the plot to life. So, you know, for me, without the plot, you've just got a group of interesting characters having a chat and kind of not doing much. So, you know, the plot has to come first. What would you like to see happen with this book? I mean, personally, I really want this book to kind of help further establish myself as a, an author of some merit and to help retain and build my readership and kind of get people more engaged in speculative fiction. If it helps me to continue to interact with my readers, that would be great. Absolutely fantastic. I love doing that. And also for this book to continue to connect me with other authors, you know, others in the industry, you know, people like yourself, interviewers, literary magazines, etc. And really just help to expand my global reach. If it gives me a platform for my next work, which you know, I'm kind of more than halfway through now, that would also be great. So in your opinion, who should buy your book? I would say anyone really that likes horror and supernatural fiction or even crime fiction and who likes their literature kind of dark, pretty scary, sort of funny, but also compelling, exciting, engaging, and not afraid to kind of slap you in the face with some pretty full-on topics. I would definitely say if you're looking for straight-ahead conservative fiction, this probably isn't, isn't for you. Do you have a website? Yes, I do. Yeah, the website is www.stacydytonstoryteller.com, all one word. And all my works and social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter can all be accessed from there. I have a blog on there. We do regular updates. I sometimes post some free-to-read flash fiction on There's contact details. And you can also join my mailing list too, which I try and update monthly with all the people that are on there. And it's just a kind of great way to interact and kind of talk to people, understand what they like and what they don't like maybe some ideas, kind of share some stuff. So, yeah, definitely go and visit the website. Could you spell your name for us, please? Yeah, it's Stacy S-T-A-C-E-Y, Dighton, D-I-G-H-T-O-N. Well, this has been just great. Our guest today has been Stacy Dighton, and he is the author of The Hawk and the Raven. Stacy, thanks very much for being with us today. Thanks, Don. Thank you very much. This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of The Author Show. Go out there, buy the book today, and please share this interview with your friends so that they, too, have the opportunity to discover our guests and their work. The Author Show can be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com. Selected interviews can also be found on major platforms like Amazon Fire TV, the Roku Channel, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, and many more. And whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books to read, The Author Show is a great place to start. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. Theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.